Hello, and welcome to the j Podcast. Today, I'm going to be interviewing j instructor Chris Charbonneau as he shares his experience directing band for the last 26 years, as well as playing dueling pianos, and also how to keep music alive during the quarantine. So without further ado, let's get rocking and rolling. Live on fire, live on fire, Welcome to the J-Row Show. I'm here with my friend Chris. I've known him for, what, 13 years now? Um, was playing guitar with him at church at Holy Name. And now he teaches at J-Row. And actually, we're excited to announce we're going to be reopening the studio this Monday. So we're excited for that. So I'm putting uh, Chris on the spot. going to put him on the hot seat, asking him some questions. So first and foremost, why did you choose that song of all the songs you could have played? You know, that solo and jump is a piano player, Josh, gets it. Your fingers are moving fast. People think, oh, that's so hard. It's so cool. It's actually really easy. So it's a fun song to show off on. Very cool. So how did you find yourself? So you're a band instructor by trade, and you've been doing yeah. that for 26 years. Now, now retired from that and on to bigger, better things. So how did you find yourself going into being a band instructor? You know, music was uh, in me from like, I was so little riding a rocking horse, I'm told, singing songs when I was like three years old. Mm -hmm. My family tells those stories. Um, but I started taking piano lessons, I think in the first grade from my aunt, who was an IHM nun, was my dad's sister. She was a legend at Mary Grove in Monroe. And I just, I caught onto it right away. And once I got into late elementary school and realized, my parents realized I had some talent, it was just, it really came easy to me. So music from that moment on, it was just, it was my whole life. That's awesome. And what did you love most about being a band instructor? Um, the camaraderie with students, for sure. I mean, I, I taught in four amazing places. I taught in a small town called Harrison and had a phenomenal band there. I taught in Birmingham at Seaholm. I taught in the Oak Park schools and I taught at UD Jesuit. And every, every one of those four places was very different. And I met every kind of kid you could meet, you know, a, a very rural um, poor community and I had amazing kids and then a very pretty wealthy district and had amazing kids and then an urban district and had amazing kids and then kind of it all combined at UAD. So for me, it was just about kids and I realized that any kid can play a band instrument um, and any kid can do anything if, if you tell them that they can. And it was great. It was an amazing career. I loved it. So what kind of transformations did you see? I imagine like you kept a lot of students for four years. What kind of transformations did you see from when they joined the band to... The, by their senior year or even after graduation? Yeah, it's a great question. And one of the coolest things about being a band director, some of me have four years high school, but I also taught middle school in some places. So some of those kids I would meet like in the seventh grade or even sixth grade when I was in Harrison. So I'd see this growth from a kid in an 11, 12 year old, and then suddenly they're 18, 17, and 
um, to watch them grow as musicians was awesome, but more importantly, was watching them grow as into young adults was just the coolest thing. Because you really do, you do develop a bonding relationship with that. So it was, a, it was a lot of fun and very, very rewarding. That's awesome. Uh, and so during the day, you were a band instructor, and then for a time in the night, you were a dueling pianist. Can you tell me about your experience living that? Yeah, dueling pianos with, yeah, it was kind of an accident. Um, one of my best friends, the guy that I met from Canada, my friend Mark was, was playing in the club and long story short, he said, hey, you know, you play well, would you want to do this? I'm like, God, I don't know if I could learn enough songs to do it. And that takes time. But the long and the short was I did it for kind of a fun hobby. And it was, I played at a club in, in Pontiac called JD's Key Club. And then the same owner owned one in Port Huron. And I played there pretty consistently for a while. But as I said to you before, the it, number one for my voice, I was also singing and playing at a church. I did that for about 20 years. And that's certainly a different kind of singing to sing, uh, you know, your Catholic hymnal as opposed to singing Bob Seger. Yes. There's a big difference <laughs> in the way I sing those songs. Yes. So I just found that I was doing that for fun, not for the financial piece. But then when you're out Fridays and Saturdays and you're, you're playing in a club and that's when people were still smoking and I've never been a smoker. So my, it was just, it was kind of wrecking my voice. I was wearing my voice out um, late nights. I'd get home at three o'clock in the morning on weekends and then go back to work and teach on Mondays. So I, I did it for a pretty short period of time, but when I did it, it was fun. But then when it became like, it was work and the whole smoke thing and all that, I'm like this, yeah. I don't need to do this. So now I'll go once in a while and I know a bunch of guys that play and I'll get to sit in on a song or two. That's plenty. That's perfect. <laughs> well, I, f I feel like at this point it's, it's ideal to maybe play at events and weddings. I know I did my, my stint with dueling pianos, but I say at this point, my favorite is doing you know, weddings, parties where there's not too much smoking going on. Yes. So who knows, at some point in the future, we may be playing some dueling piano gigs, but usually at cleaner venues that aren't. Uh... Yeah. And the wedding thing, you're kind of more in control. You don't have any big surprises that happen in a wedding. You never know what somebody's <laughs> going to do in a bar. You know, you have no idea what might well, happen. Well, so. you'd be surprised. There was one wedding I played for and there, there was a fight. Like people punched each other. <laughs> It was terrifying. Hope it wasn't one of the in-laws after the new <laughs> son-in-law or whatever. Hope it wasn't that. No, it wasn't, but it was, it was definitely uh, an adventure for sure. So then recently you started teaching at JRO. Can you tell a little bit about that experience? You said it was quite different from your experience, like working in the schools. Yeah, again, having known you since you were really a teenager and watching you grow as a musician was great. And we reconnected a couple years ago. And um, obviously I'm proud of you for the studio you created. And so the, the difference there was I have certainly taught, you know, private lessons and done small group stuff within, you know, with my band program doing sectionals. But the difference in J-Row that I, that I had to adjust to, but it was a quick adjustment was, okay, there's four kids, you know, playing the piano or four students, not necessarily kids, you know, in the little, in the piano lab. Um, and they're there for 30 minutes or some of them 60 and just trying to make sure you get to every kid enough during that 30 minutes. And teaching has always been about time management to me. And I think it's something I'm, I'm strong at managing time, but I did have to look at that environment and go, okay, you know, this, this kid really struggles. These, these guys do better, but it doesn't mean I can devote all the time to the kid who's struggling. You've got to find a way to, to piece that out and time it out. And I figured it out. Um, and it, it's a, it's a really neat environment to do that, you know, the way it's set up. Well, I think it's really cool having students learn both to play at their, indi their individual pace as well as learning to play with each other and it's, it's awesome when you can see like those who are maybe advancing a little bit more quickly, inspiring and even mentoring those who might, you know, be taking their time. 
For sure. Yeah. So, yeah. And that's great. It's that, yeah, if you got, you know, if there's a kid, you're working with this, this student and there's two at the pianos behind you and one kind of can see and they oh, I've played that song before and they just go over and show them that, you know, student leadership was one of my favorite things to teach too. And that does happen even within a smaller setting like J-Row, there absolutely is student leadership within that program and that studio. And I, I know that a number of students have told me, um, at least candidly, you know, yes, I love the music, but truthfully for me, going to J-Row, the music is secondary. It's more about what you do for, for my child, that the, the confidence that I get. And I have, you know, a number of adults who take lessons too, some retired adults, as well as people who are engineers and doctors. And, and for them, similarly, like a lot of them say, this is my chance to just relax. I've had a hard, hard day at work, and now I can just come and I can play music, and I can feel like I'm expressing myself. And I think that's the beautiful thing about music and learning is it the music itself is, is great, but I think it's the release. It lets you express yourself. Absolutely. And music has always been about, especially as a teacher, building relationships and watching your students build relationships with one another. And, you know, you always want the music to be excellent. I mean, you hope that it's rewarding and then that it's fun. But if you focus on, well, let's just have fun first, I don't think that that method works. I think that once they understand the hard work of learning how to play the piano or how to use their voice better, or how to play the guitar, or whatever it is, how to play the trumpet. Once they realize, man, if I work at this, you know, this guy really believes in me. Josh really believes in me. So that'll make me better. And then, yeah, they're there for the camaraderie of some of the other students. And there's certainly there. Students go to your studio, certainly because they, they have a teacher they probably really like there. And you've got several good ones for sure on your team. So it is, tr music truly is about building those kind of relationships, no question. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. So for someone who wants to learn music, whether it's piano or voice, whatever the instrument they want to learn, what would you recommend for them to actually make their dream a reality to learn music? You know, I would have, I would have parents of students over the years and that, you know, the, oh, the band's so impressive and my daughter, she loves it. My son loves playing whatever. And I wish I would have played the saxophone. And even if, you know, it didn't matter how old this dad would be or them, like, it's never too late to do that it's never too late to learn how to play the piano. And I think that's number one, one of the gifts about music is that you could be an 80 year old. And if you've got some of your mind, notice I said some, if you've got some of your mind left, <laughs> you can do it. You know, there's, there's any, any form of music someone could do. So, you know, in, in our world today, obviously anybody can go on their computer and go to YouTube and find a, how to play the piano, how to, how to play the guitar. Well, that's fine. But I, I like the, I like the connection with people. So it's not that I wouldn't recommend that for some people that's fine, but I'd say if somebody wants to pick up the guitar and they've never played, get a hold of J-Row Music Studio because it's, you know, there, there's just so many outlets and avenues for people to learn, but yes. never ever too late for anybody. Yeah. And I think it's awesome that, that now that there's YouTube and there's a bunch of apps to learn guitar and piano, that's awesome. And frankly, I think those are fantastic resources. And even I, I recommend my students use those. Um, and those are they're free, so they're excellent. That said, obviously the advantage of having a teacher, I find, is the accountability, getting specific feedback to help you move um, forward each week. Um, but if you are interested in becoming a competent musician, you can go to jropro.com, that's J-R-O-P-R-O.com and learn from us and make your dreams a reality. But thank you so much for having you on the show today. And thanks for listening to the J-Row show today with Chris Charbonneau. And he's gonna close us out with a little bit more of Jump. Thanks, Josh. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.